This is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast and Black author. You could get all three of my books. My first book, Systematic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus 2035, all available on Amazon.com and Amazon Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, you can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet, and you can access those products. Thanks for listening. Welcome to a very special episode of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. You can catch this show on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, Google Play. Everybody should be following me on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. This is a very, very special, special episode because in the two years I've been doing this show, I've been doing this show since January 2019, I have never had a guest before. Today on the show, I have my very first guest. She is a very, very special guest. I would like to welcome to the show Mrs. Unprocessed Knowledge. Mrs. Unprocessed Knowledge, would you please uh, say something to the people? Hello, people. <laughs> I am Mrs. Unprocessed Knowledge, Narissa. Um, I've never done a podcast before, um, so this will be very interesting. And actually, this is kind of impromptu because um, we didn't plan on um, sort of doing this, but we thought it would be a good conversation. And and for the record, when, when I asked her how she wanted to be introduced on the show, she told me she wanted to be introduced as Mrs. Unprocessed Knowledge. That's right. I deserve it. <laughs> she definitely <laughs> deserves it. My first guest ever. And for the people, obviously, for the people who don't know you, for the people who cannot see you, you are classified as a black woman, correct? Yes, I am a black woman and I am proud of it. Right, black and proud. That's how we like to do it here on this platform. Now, I I will preface this show as saying I do not watch a whole lot of television. I am a firm believer in reading is more important than watching TV, but I am a, a regular human being just like everybody else. I do own a television. I, I do watch some programs from time to time. And this year was the first year that I have ever seen the hit abc franchise the bachelor this is the 25th season of the bachelor and this is actually the first year they have ever had a black male lead as being uh, the, the bachelor now have you ever seen uh, the bachelor before it's, it's been on 25 seasons is, is this the first season that, that you've uh, ever watched it yes um actually i had seen the bachelor oh goodness um I'm not sure if I watched the entire season, but way, way back in the day, I don't know what season they were on. I had seen it. It was very interesting. Um, I know my brother and his kids, they're really into it. And, you know, I would see it, you know, passerby kind of situation. Um, But I never really was invested sort of in it, especially, you know, uh, you don't see a lot of people that look like you on it. So you it only... It only catches your interest so often. It's a great um, concept show. Um, it just 
it didn't keep my interest as long uh, in the past. So this is actually the first time where um, I have watched an entire season of The Bachelor. Okay, so it's the first for both of us. Um, and for those who may not know The Bachelor, it is a they have The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. It's an ABC franchise, which is it's, it's, it's a I want to call it a dating show. Uh, one person, either The Bachelor or The Bachelorette is is presented with, you know, multiple, multiple people to, to date. They do eliminations. And at the end of this, at the end of the, the season, they pick a person and they usually get engaged. Correct. Do they usually get engaged or is that something that they don't always do? I think I've heard that they don't always get engaged. But of course, I think like the network like wants you to get engaged. Like to my knowledge. Oh, one thing I do know about it is there's there is only one. I'm going to say only one couple, but I know that there's this a couple from way, way back. I don't remember their names where they're married. It seems like they have a very successful marriage. They have children. Um, they've been together easily whew, maybe 15 years or so. I don't remember the, the, the woman's name and the guy, but that w- I remember that was one of the successful seasons of The Bachelor. You know what I'm saying? So my knowledge of The Bachelor is kind of like little crumb drops of information. Um, but I don't I don't. I don't think they all go and get engaged. Okay. So, like I said, this this franchise has been on 25 years. Matt James, he is the first black bachelor. So, it's been... Oh, wait, hold on. He's not the first black bachelor. Well, first black bachelor. Okay. But they did have a black bachelorette, Rachel Lindsay, prior. So, he's not the first... Person he's the first of, black male. Yeah, bachelor, he's correct. not the first person of color lead mm-hmm. to hold the spot. I believe Rachel Lindsay was, and Bachelor Nation can correct me if I'm incorrect. No, you're right. But I, Rachel Lindsay was the first. And, and actually, you'd think I'd watch that one because it was like a black woman and everything like that. But like I said, I wasn't really into the franchise like that. And I can't even really tell you why I wanted to watch the, the black current current season black male the current season bachelor but we'll we'll get into my thoughts of probably why later Uh, so uh, (laughs) four or five years ago it wasn't that long ago rachel Lindsay, she was the first black bachelorette yeah but matt james is the first black bachelor yeah as the lead now i'm not sure if they have had other people on the show I'll call them contestants, black males. I'm not sure if he's the first black male to ever be on the show, period. No, no, no. But he's definitely they've the had, first black They've lead. had black males, black women, okay. very scarce in the seasons that I have seen. I will say like long time ago, I might have like tuned in for like the first episode or something like that just to see who was there. And it would be like, you know, a sprinkle of black people. Okay, well, let's take it from the top. Or minorities in general. Like I've said before, this is season 25 of The Bachelor. I believe this this franchise actually started in the early 2000s, 2004, 2005, I believe. It's 2021. How do you feel that it it took them this long to have the first black Bachelor as, as the lead? It's bullshit. They've had 25 seasons, 25 seasons, and not only not having a black male Bachelor, not having, okay, well, and I could be corrected if I'm wrong. But in 25 seasons, I don't think they've had an Native American, an Asian, a anything other than white 
to my knowledge, they've only done one black woman, and then now we have Matt James, the first black bachelor. Now, again, I don't know all about the show. I'm just speaking from my own knowledge, but it's kind of BS that you have 25 seasons and you can't spread that around to what America really looks like. I concur. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, it, 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 anytime in 2021 when I hear the first black anything, I just cringe because oh, yeah. <laughs> why did it take you it's shameful why did it take you this long there's there's plenty of black people out there um this is this is 2021 this isn't 1821 so black people there they're non-white people make up a large segment of of america and for abc to be putting the first black bachelor out now and making a point the first few episodes of the of the of the series they were really driving home the fact that hey he's the first black one and you know uh, social justice and black lives matter and look at us we got a black man up here and diversity and rainbow coalition and <laughs> and we rolled our li- eyes heavily oh I we cringe. were either like oh my god how many times are they gonna say that he's the first b- black bachelor it almost felt like abc was getting like they were patting themselves on the back when really you should be fucking ashamed. I, like, am I allowed to cuss on this show? You can, you can say whatever you want on my show. You can say whatever you want. Shameful. I would say this is, I definitely chalk this up as a reflection of the summer that just passed. Um, social justice was in the forefront. The community put a lot of pressure on the power structure, corporations, networks for more, for more uh, diversity for a stronger representation of of so-called uh, minorities in the mainstream. And I think that ABC said, you know what, we could really cash in on this. Um, you know, the George Floyd protests, you know, mm. it's the election season. Everybody's talking about, you know, Donald Trump's a racist. Um, yeah. <laughs> with everything going on in the country, let's cash in on this. Let's, let's, let's cast a black male as The Bachelor. Let's show them how diverse we are. Let's, let's show them how with the people we are. And let's, let's watch those ratings go through the roof. Because, you know, the Negroes, they're going to eat this up. It's the old press is press or what's that saying where all press is good press. So if people are talking negative about it, even the racist, which they really showed, they really came out for this one. But it's regardless, it's being talked about, right? Like even us, we're, we're here talking about it. I haven't seen the show really like, and you've never seen the show. And we just decided we're going to watch this and we didn't plan on doing a podcast about it we just said you know we've been having a lot of conversations throughout these past couple weeks as we watch the show and so we just kind of wanted to have that conversation and thus spawned mrs unprocessed knowledge here today and this is not a shot at matt james at all i i think he's a he's a wonderful brother i'm just talking about the people who run the corporations who do the casting the people behind the show i'm talking specifically about them i'm not saying anything negative about matt james but let's no we're gonna talk shit about you later matt james (laughs) but you know in general let's go ahead and slow walk it so the first black bachelor uh young brother uh his name is matt james they put it in the forefront and i believe in the very first episodes maybe the first 10 minutes of the very first show that he is um a 
biracial black male, white mother, a black 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 father. They also um, made it a point very early uh, again in the very first episode of the very first show that um, he was raised by his mom, black male father, not really around. They they had a very strenuous uh, relationship. I, I would just like to ask your opinion, Matt James being the first black bachelor. Do you think that it was an intentional that we said, OK, we, we are going to grab someone that is biracial and primarily weighs by a white woman to feature him on, on, on the show? That's a good question. And hmm, something I had not thought about. I don't think we ever had that conversation where it was was it intentional that hmm, that that is a good question, because back to your point about ABC cashing in. The fact that he has this, we'll call it messy sort of story or upbringing, um, which many of us do, right? Like the fact that it's not clear cut and dry, like he has a white mom and he has a black dad and there's issues between him and his dad and and his feelings and, and all that. I think that that was absolutely intentional from ABC because like I said, press is press. So now you've got people talking about his family structure and you're getting that sort of chatter. And then it's like, all right, well, he's got this white mom. And if he chooses a white woman, but what if he chooses a black woman? You know, like there's all it. So ABC was absolutely intentional in that. I definitely feel like when it comes to the mainstream media, they are going to put a when anytime they put a person of color in the forefront, it's always going to be a person of color that white people are comfortable with. Mm. This is not a shot at Matt James, but they want to say, OK, yes, he he's a brother. But, hey, he was raised by this white woman and, you know, she really raised him and took care of him. And, you know, he's got great character and, you know, he's nothing like his 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 no good black dad. He's 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 he's, he's not like them niggers. <laughs> you know, he's got strong moral character and strong moral fiber and this, that and the third. He grew up around all uh, white people. And yeah, you know, that's a good question that you. And again, this is not a shot at Matt James, but this is, you know, this is pretty much what they do. They have to even Matt James said this himself and we'll get there. I'm jumping a little ahead. He said this himself on the reunion show. Hey, I am the first black bachelor. So when when people are watching me, this may be the first encounter they have with a black person. So I have to be very careful of what I do and what I say, because, you know, I'm representing a whole race of people. I feel like nobody should have that pressure on them. Right. Black folks, we are the only people when we go to the job or when we move to certain neighborhoods or when we go to certain schools, we could be the only black face in there. So it's a whole lot of pressure to think, well, I'm representing a whole race of people and they may look at all black people com- compared to what I do and what I think. And that's an unfair. Um, that's really unfair because nobody else has to feel that way. Right. Uh, I'm a I'm a disagree with you there. Yes. Black people feel that way. But there's other races of people that feel that way. There are Native Americans or, or Indian, um, a- actual Indian, like maybe Pakistani or something, mm-hmm. Asians that feel like they're the only ones in the room and they're representing for their people, not of their own doing because of the pressures of society that they have. Like he spoke about for, for him being a black male in a room that he has to represent for his people. So I think all races feel that way. <clears throat> But definitely, I 
I'm sure lots of black people listening are like, yeah, I always feel like I have to be on my P's and Q's because this is going to be like, a, oh, this is how they always think we are, which is why I had some issues with how they played out the situation with his dad, which we'll get into. But we do definitely feel that way where we're like, we're, we're, your, we're your encounter. But that's not our fault. We didn't create the system to be where we're their first encounter. While we are here, do you think having that type of pressure on a person causes them to act in a way they wouldn't normally act? Because they may be in a situation like, let's, let's go back to the show. Matt James may be in a situation where he will say, well, normally I may act like this or I may talk like this. But since, you know, I'm the lead on the show and I have to represent a whole, a whole race of black men, I have to handle it a different way. So basically what I'm saying is, do you think that that pressure causes people to, to act in a way they wouldn't normally act to, to, you know, put on a fake face, so to speak? Yeah. I mean, you are your environment, right? Like what you're around. So if he's around uh, in a situation where he's not able to be himself, he's not going to act like himself. If you are raised in a certain environment that is not conducive to your growth you then become that way you know what I'm saying so that could be it could be a a long-term thing like you're raised in it and it could be a temporary thing like you just walk in a room for a couple seconds and boom I got to be this this whole different version of myself aka code switching and that's what he had to do for the show he had to essentially code switch for years and weeks and whatever and I don't really think we got to see who he really was. I was just getting ready to ask that. I was just getting ready to ask, because of that, do you think we got an accurate representation of who Matt James really is? I agree with you. I'm not sure. He's a bad kisser. We got we <laughs> we we act, we got that accurate representation. Um, his kissing is trash. But he seemed I will say I did get a good sense of he's a nice person and he has always tried to do the right thing. I got that he loves his mom. Like I got those things. Like it was giving what it was supposed I to give. I believe he volunteers. Yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah. I got all that. I got the, you know, the volunteering and, and, and I believed all of that, but how he feels and who he is. I don't know if we really got that. Well, one, some of the things about how he feels with his, his relationship with his father, which in my honesty, I feel like he was suckered into having, I don't think that situation, that conversation should have happened on national television or in that way. And I believe that ABC suckered him into that. I don't think that that, I thought that that was just messy. Well, while we're there, we are jumping ahead a little bit, oh. but there, no, no problem at all. There was a a episode later in the season, maybe like well, amongst one of the final episodes where he sat down and he had a conversation, you know, with his dad to tell his dad, hey, you got you really wasn't there for the family. And, you know, I, I feel like I didn't have a dad and, you know, I want answers. And it, it to me, it was really just a display of black dysfunction and, you know, Look at the no good black dad <laughs> that walked out on his son. I'm not laughing, but I felt like you. This situation did not have to happen on national TV. I mean, this situation could have happened privately. He could have called his dad. I mean, you, you, that, that's his father and he feels the way he feels. But just to, I feel like mainstream media loves to display and put black dysfunction in your face. 
especially since Matt Jane said himself that he feels like he has to be a representation. So if him saying, oh, well, I might be the first time that some I'm coming into somebody's home and that's the first interaction they've had with a black person. Okay, well, if you had those feelings, why did you think that that was a good idea for ABC to exploit your dysfunction in that way? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. And I say ABC exploited it because I truly feel like these shows do do that, you know? And one one weird thing is... Look, I don't know the the whole story. I don't. I didn't. We didn't get the whole story. I'm not caping for his dad, but I feel like his dad never really got to tell his side of the story. The only thing is, you know, they was getting into it with his dad, and his dad was like, "Hey, son, you don't understand. You know, quote unquote, your mom put me through hell, and yes, uh, I cheated. But then, you know, I came home from work one day, and she packed up you and your brother, and y'all were gone, and she took y'all. And his father really never got into <laughs> why." you know his side of the story or anything like that i'm not saying that you know his father is father of the year and it's a sob story and you and we need to take his side but I, all i'm saying is nothing really got resolved from that conversation so i'm a little i, I agree with you I, I think that the dad didn't get his well i mean we're talking about it being on national tv so she, he should have had the same ability kind of but maybe he kind of did the the thing that that sort of leaves a bad taste in my mouth about the dad is that him saying well I didn't have a dad either well I mean okay and like at some point you have to take personal accountability and not be and this goes for any I mean first of all let's let's get that that black people are the only ones that have dysfunctional um you know situations and dads aren't around I grew up in a pretty mixed environment and so I have like white friends and I can think of at least four who have partners white they're white women and their dudes walked out on them and their kids so but the media puts it forward that it's just black families so let's just scratch that right the right the hell now but what I didn't agree with with his father is that dude you had an obligation at some point to go to therapy, to heal the relationship. Matt James was the child in the situation. He's always going to be the child in the situation. So what should have happened is that, and I don't know the intricacies of, you know, how hard he fought to see his kids and things like that. But Matt James clearly has a recollection of my father wasn't around, which is important. But the dad, it just rubbed me that he was just like, oh, well, I didn't have a father either. Okay, well, that doesn't mean then you become a shitty father. Like, that only goes so far. Like, you have access to 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 get some help or whatever. Um, you can just, I, I just, it just doesn't sit right with me that that was his response, almost like a, he got very defensive. Defensive. That's exactly right. He got very defensive with that. Again, this is why I did not think that that conversation that Matt James, and I'm going to continue to say it this way, I do not think that Matt James should have let ABC exploit that situation before they had some therapy session or ABC should have had a therapist there. I would have I appreciated that more if they had a therapist there 
to have a family conversation or, or over the course, he kept talking about how the situation with his dad was shaping him. And he was having continual conversations about this every single episode. Well, ABC, why don't you bring a therapist in and talk to maybe behind the scenes they had a therapist talking to Matt James. Matt James, let us know. But I'm going to go ahead and say maybe not. Why don't you have a therapist come in and have these conversations with the mom, have these conversations with Matt James? I, I thought it was BS. I concur. I concur. So go, going back to more of the aspects of, of the show, we talked about Matt James. He was the first black bachelor. How did you feel about, I'll call them the cast. Um, they had 38 women on the season. Like I, This is my first time watching it. I, I don't think they've ever had this many women before. I remember the host saying, hey, this is a historic amount of women <laughs> that, that applied and I guess showed up for The Bachelor, but they had 38 different women on this season. How, how do you feel, as a woman, how do you feel about the representation um, of, of, of diversity and just the representation of women uh, within the cast? 38 women? Yeah, thir- 30, wow. 38 total. What did those bathrooms look like after? <laughs> like, well, they they were in, they were, they were in a resort. There were flat irons sure and hair bad. rollers and makeup all over the place. And um, this was taped during COVID. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. The cast. So I, I thought about this. First of all, my initial inkling, and we had this conversation, was ain't enough black girls in here or it was like a hmm is she but you know that's a a different thing we shouldn't be questioning you know if she identifies she identifies i'm gonna say uh, out of the 38 uh women do you think half were were non-white women see that's another thing so you had the white women and then you had the you know, like the, few, I don't know about. You had a few that were racially ambiguous. Yeah, that's the word, racially ambiguous. So you didn't really know. I would say me as a black woman looking at the cast, you know, obviously I can identify. Oh, okay. You know, the, it, easier to identify. I would say, weren't there like five where you're like, oh, oh, she's a sister. You know what I'm saying? I would say they, they there were five or possibly six where it was like, yeah, she's definitely a sister. Uh, maybe four or five women that probably classify themselves as Latino. Um, they had like one one Asian a lady on there and, and the rest were, were just white women. Yeah, so, and, and I don't care. I was rooting for the black girls because we don't often see ourselves in those positions. So I was rooting for them and I ain't ashamed to say it, okay? I mean, yes, fine love, young king. But um, anyway, I was looking, I was rooting for the ones that look like Michelle Obama. Anyway, so the cast. So I thought about this. Maybe the reason, am I allowed to ask you as a host a question? Of course. I thought about this. Maybe the reason the cast looked the way that it did is because they asked him, what do you like? What have you dated? Maybe they asked him, hey, do you have photos of the women that you have dated in the past? Um, based off the package that they kind of showed, it seemed like he grew up in a, you know, predominantly white environment. I, I don't know that for a fact, but that's what the package at the beginning when they were introducing him and when he was talking about himself and all the friends that he brought, he didn't bring no black friends. 
you know, it was all, you know, friends that he's been with or pictures that you've seen of him online. He always with white people. So if he grew up in that environment, you know, maybe him and not to mention he is half white. So I thought maybe they asked him, like, send us some pictures of girls you dated in the past. Send us, you know, let us know. Do you like a, a Angelina Jolie or are you more of a Nia Long? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he was like, if he was like, Nia, Nia Long who? Um, you know, then they were like, all right, all right, I know, what, I know which bag I need to come out of. You know, like, I wondered, did they do that for him? Did you think that they asked him that? I never thought that. Um, I wouldn't, maybe, I don't know how these television shows work. Maybe they probably asked him, you know, uh, his, his preference and, and the type of women he likes to date. But this being a, a primetime show on ABC, I know that they are going to cast women that they feel like are going to look good on for, for, for primetime television. The one thing that I notice outside of, and this is my first time watching The Bachelor, so I don't know if the casts are usually diverse. I, I really don't know. Um, outside of the the racial makeup of the cast, I just noticed that all 38 women pretty much have the same build. Mm. They were mostly slim, uh, very mostly very petite. Most most of the women, I would say, were, were shorter, were either five foot seven or shorter. You had a, a few women that were kind of tall. Matt James, he's 6'5", so he's pretty tall. So, you know, but I noticed um, they all had the same build. And one thing I thought about is if you get just 38 women in the room, they're all not going to be skinny with long hair. <laughs> they're all not going to have the same build. You, you know, you're going to get different looks, um, different hairstyles, different different body shapes. So I just felt like, once again, this is the producers at ABC saying, we want that. This is what we think the image of beauty is: a woman who is petite, slim, w- uh, with long hair. And I just, I, I'm curious um, as as a woman, do you feel? How do you feel about that? So, well, they did have that one girl who didn't have long hair. She had the shaved uh, head. What was her name? Uh, Chelsea or something? I don't remember what the girl name was. First of all, she was a bad bitch. Okay, but. I just believe they just threw her in there. That's what I think. I think they just threw her in there. She looks great. But they just threw her in there so people wouldn't be like, okay, well, I mean, there's some black girls in there. I mean, she's a model. She looked great. But he ain't like her. I'm sorry. Why, why do you think he didn't like her? Because he's stupid. He's stupid because she was gorgeous. Like, I, I, you're right. The producers most definitely inserted women that they wanted to insert in okay no different than that random ass girl coming with the sparkly dress in the minivan the white minivan just like they do that they insert what they want it was probably five girls in there that he was eyed with and then they just kind of threw some in there including throwing in some black girls just so it don't look bad do you think that the makeup of this cast rein, reinforce, um, reinforce to women, like, this is what the Im- image of beauty is? You got to be skinny. You got to have long hair. And phenotypically, you must look European because a, a lot of the, not all, most of, of the women, even even the non-white women, phenotypically, they, they had European looks, like very, very thin very very slim um very very uh sharp bone structure you know they were 
a lot of them were built and shaped like 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 white women. So do you, do you feel like they're they're just pushing like, hey, even if you're black, even if you're Latino, even if you're Asian, <laughs> the image of beauty that you should aspire to is look like a white woman. Yeah, that's right. You did ask me that. So that's a good question. So, well, yes, that's what TV does, especially ABC. You know, ABC is not Vox. ABC is not, uh, you know, what's another network that's kind of more free where you ain't going to see girls with booties and, and purple hair or whatever, you know, white girls with nose rings and purple hair. Like, you're just not going to – ABC – is just not there. So they're going to push to you the European standard of beauty. And like I said with Chelsea, I, I don't know if that's the girl's name, but the one that had the shaved head, like I said, she was just a, let me throw that in there so you can't say that. So, yes, they absolutely were pushing the European standard of beauty. But, again, I take it back to they probably asked Matt James what he likes. You think they just going to throw some girls in there without asking him, like, hey, you know, what have you dated in the past? What are you kind of into? Like, I'm sure they asked him what he likes. And he's allowed to like what he likes. Let's, let's be clear. One of the conversations that we had was about him. If he chooses a black girl, if he doesn't choose a black girl, I think we were just disappointed by the the array of women. But now that you kind of think about it, I mean, they asked him what he likes. I'm sure of it. Let's talk a little bit about the premise of the show itself. Do, do you think it's, it's, it's realistic to go on like one of these dating shows like you're dating 38 women at one time? Do you think it's realistic that you can find a a wife or even a long term girlfriend in, in this type of situation? I mean, why not? I met you in a hookah bar. I mean, <laughs> we didn't meet on television. <laughs> I wasn't wasn't dating 38 other women when I met you. It don't matter. It was tons of women around. You don't even smoke hookah, but you was in a hookah bar. You know, what will be will be. So I don't think the setting matters. I was in there kicking knowledge. Okay. Okay. Anyway, however you can find love is whatever. You know, let's not forget this is this is all about entertainment. So no, some of this shit isn't realistic. I mean, some of the dates we saw were just straight, what? <laughs> like a hot tub in the middle of the woods, like uh, off-roading in a Jeep. Like, you know, who, first of all, why you ain't never take me to do none of that stuff? Uh, you want to go to a hot tub in the middle of the woods? I might. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's a different show for a different day. Okay. But yeah, I mean, like, it's it's not realistic. Like, what was that one date he had with... First of all, if you've never seen The Bachelor, I, I keep trying to remind myself that we need to kind of um, preface what The Bachelor show is about. And and I'll kind of give that explanation since it was your first time, but you watched it. So you, it's basically this guy. He's dating all of these women. And then they go on all these little exotic dates. They're repelling off freaking buildings and jumping out of planes first of all <laughs> well, well the women have to compete for the dates first correct? right yeah well no they don't have to compete for the dates um there are dates where they group. can yeah the group dates you can kind of win but that seems like more of like win favor um but he decides who he wants to go on the single dates or the group dates with uh, the producers and him uh, I say that very loosely, decide who goes on what dates. And then they're doing this, this, these wild dates, like jumping out of planes and propelling off buildings. And uh, was the one with Michelle. She, they were in like uh, Wisconsin or some sort of milk bath. 
Um, it wasn't Wisconsin. Vermont? Milk no, it was, it was a Pennsylvania-style um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> spot yeah. where they had, like, melted butter and, and a milk bath and all that. They were rubbing that. butter all over each other. First of all, your grandma and my grandma would have had both our asses toe up if we over here rubbing butter all, all over each other. Not my good carry gold. So, I mean, it's just wildly far-fetched, these dates. Okay, but you do think it's realistic that you can you can find a partner out of this situation? I do, I do, and because I know that there was that you know there are a couple a couple bachelor bachelorette couples that are still together, and then define out of this situation like some people meet each other um, because of the show, you know, like sort of kind of like that vibe. Like they may not have been the bachelor or the bachelorette, but maybe they made each other from a different season or whatever. So I think the process is totally doable. If you're able to sort of, I don't know, embrace it. Okay. Now, on the show, they also touched on bullying. They had some mean girls in the show that, mm. that were bullying some of the other girls. I believe a rumor was started that one young lady you know, was a prostitute. And they called them all types of names. They called quite a few girls all types of names. There, there was a, a small clique of, of, of mean girls in the house, and they, they touched on bullying and you know how that's wrong and how that shouldn't take place. Do you feel like ABC tackled the issue of, of, of bullying uh, properly? Do you feel like it was covered properly? Was it, was it, was it done well? Um, I think Matt James handled it well. Like, I would have been like, all you bitches got to go. Like, all you, anybody who's messy or full of drama, like, you got to go. Like, so I felt like he handled that very well. I was actually quite surprised because generally, um, of course, like shows and producers, they want to keep those bullies and those just terrible people because they're good TV. And I was actually pleasantly surprised that the girls were, you know, they they got rid of people that just were a distraction, you know what I mean, to the process. So that made it feel more realistic mm-hmm. um, that he was really trying to find love. That, that made it more realistic for me that he did that, you know. One thing that I observed while watching the the segment where they were covering the, the bullying um, most of the girls being bullied really didn't, or one in particular, really didn't stand up for herself. It's like every time something was said about it, she kind of just ran to her room and cried. Uh, do, do you feel like, like, well, you being a grown woman, shouldn't you stand up for yourself a, a little bit more? Do you, do you feel like she should have had a little bit more gumption about sticking up for herself instead of just running to her room and crying and every time somebody says something bad about it? I mean, you can't tell, you can't really dictate how someone should react to something you know like she just you don't know if she had stuff going on i think that particular girl um we should get the name we should have got the names right or better (laughs) but um yeah 38 names i can't remember uh, yeah whatever like we should not sort of judge her for how she responded um i think that you know when you're being bullied you react the way that you react i mean the focus is the bully right so I don't think the focus is how she should have stood up for herself. How about the bully not be an asshole and, and bully? Yes, and they made, they Matt James, he made it clear that, hey, bullying will not he take did. place here. We don't stand for this. And, you know, if, if, if I catch you, if I find out who you are, you're out of here. You got to go. 
Um, and that ended quickly. It's not something that they dragged on the entire season. I think maybe they talked about it for like two shows and it was over. They went back to just regular bachelor type stuff. All right, let's go jump out of this airplane and drink champagne and let me figure out who, who I'm going to date next. When I watched the first episode of this show and we saw all these women pull up and who, you know, Matt James was, was joking around with and basically just his initial reactions to seeing these women for the first time. I think we were in agreement. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know after the first show, I said he's going to end up picking one of these white girls. Yes, uh, I, I knew that. I knew he was going to pick one and no bones about it. Me as a black woman, I was like, oh, I want to see a black girl win. But I just knew, first of all, there were so many white women or um non-black women that i was just like yeah just just not gonna happen and he's entitled to do that he is half black half white and he's allowed to we should not dictate what side i'm just saying my opinion is i i just knew what he was gonna pick and then if you take it back to the fact that they probably asked him what he likes which is why we saw the numbers the way that they were about how many this versus that you know, that it was just bound the, you know, if you know anything about simple math, there were 38 women and like five clearly, maybe, maybe five clearly black women. The numbers were just, <laughs> the numbers were, 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 what they were. <laughs> were, were, were in the favor of the, of the Caucasian women. I didn't even um think about the numbers per se. I, I did think, Hey, there were a fair amount of non-white women um on the cast. I just looking at his body language and his reactions and, you know, his chemistry of some of the other women, I, I could just tell, all right, mm. this is what he likes. So I, I assume this is what he's going to pick. Last night was the final episode. So spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yes, he did end up picking a white woman <laughs> to win the show. Oh, at, and boy, did he pick one. <laughs> now, b- before we go there. <laughs> Watching this show as, as as a black woman, watching the very first Black Bachelor, um, did you feel any certain type of way by him, you know, eliminating all these other women and ending up with, with, with a Caucasian? I mean, yeah. I mean, you and I both was up there. Like, whenever he was like, we were like, all right, all right, all right, there's one more black girl left. Come on, give her a rose, give her a rose, you know. Um, and then when he didn't give her a rose, he's like, damn. <laughs> We just knew you wasn't going to give her a role. You know, it was very, like, climactic. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Climactic? It's, it's going to be the word today. It's, it's the word today. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it just felt like, and that's like a deeper thing. You know, I, I don't, I'm, I can almost bet that there are a lot of black women out there that when you see someone that offers some sort of representation and maybe any like has she had if I was an Asian woman and it was an Asian woman being eliminated you know I I might feel that same way it's just like it's almost like your representation it's like dang it you know we almost got there kind of thing you know what I'm saying like I mean I can't speak for the Asian community but I'm just speaking in general from representation. So like when I see a black person in a position, it's like, yes, you know, kind of thing. And then when it's it doesn't go that way, you're like, damn, <laughs> you know? Yes, we was definitely rooting for all the sisters. We rooting for the sisters. We was rooting for everybody black. All right. So 
the woman who he ended up picking, Rachel Kirkonich, excuse me if I'm cutting her last name up, within the last, I say within the last month, it has come to light that she had posted some uh, anti-black racism um, on her social media, I believe in 2018. She attended a antebellum uh, slave party, I-, I believe with her sorority sisters. It also came to light that someone that she went to high school with basically came out and said, hey, remember remember when you used to bully me for dating black guys in high school? <laughs> and now you want ABC dating a black guy. Isn't that interesting? So this whole thing coming full circle. Oh, and for those of you who don't know, antebellum is a Latin word that basically means before the war. So anytime you hear like antebellum slavery or antebellum party, they're celebrating the South before the Civil War when slavery and Jim Crow were full intact, <laughs> where the, um you know, Jim Crow laws were full intact, where you can, you know, have slaves and lynch a negra and do anything you wanted to a black person and that was the south and let's celebrate this let's let's all go get these dresses dress up like we're in the 1800s and you know let's <laughs> let's go to a plantation and let's just dance and have a great time and celebrate our southern heritage raise that confederate flag and um let's just have a good old time for my um layman's terms people it's some racist shit basically it's very strong anti-black racism and for those she this woman is also from cummings georgia for those who don't know historically cummings georgia is a was a was may still be a sundown town sundown town is any area or place or neighborhood where black people are not allowed after sundown they will put up signs to say negro do not let the sun catch you so she is from that part of georgia and she ends up winning the bachelor mm-hmm. and once these things come to light on social media, she did issue an apology. How do you feel about, well, and in her apology, I believe she said, hey, you know, I was ignorant and I got some learning to do. And I understand now that, you know, this is this is hurtful and I shouldn't have did it. And, I, you know, I have to educate myself and I have to I have to grow. And please forgive me. How do you feel about her apology? Her apology is bullshit. Okay, let me tell you why. With all of these racist and racially insensitive folks, it's always, oh, I'm so sorry. They're sorry they got caught. They're not sorry for the the actual actions or they in, in all honesty, they really don't they they really haven't learned anything. They're sorry they got caught. So I think the apology was I don't think in the whole BS about oh you know I'm reading and I'm learning and I'm blah 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 you could have done your reading and your learning way back when you telling me she knew first of all if she knew what antebellum was then she wouldn't have attended the party wore the dress she would have stood up she would have said this is wrong guys oh by the way the chapter of the sorority outlawed these parties two years prior so she probably got that email. It didn't go to her junk mail. She chose to ignore it. Okay. So if you, so I ain't, I ain't even going to give her no benefit of the doubt or, oh, well, maybe she, none of that. None of that. You had time to read. You had time to learn. You had time to, uh, to research. I'm sure you Googled antebellum, what, what dress I should wear. And all that popped up. 
So I don't want to hear the, well, you know, I'm just doing some self-reflection on myself and all that stuff. Because black people don't get to have that self-reflection. They just end up dead. Okay. They just end up dead. Like they don't get to be like, oh, I made a mistake. Let me go read about the mistake I made. They can make no mistake. They just exist. And it's a problem. So I don't want to hear that BS. And I'm I'm highly, highly, highly tired of these bullshit apologies. I'm tired of this, you know, I need to do better. I need to learn. I mean, it's 2021. And then they talk about it like it's 20, 2018 was just, you know, 600 years ago. It's 2021. <laughs> it just happened. And she was in college. Pick up one of them damn books. And learn you something. So I, I just, it's BS to me. It's BS to me. I have built this platform <laughs> hammering home the point that there is zero, zero evidence to suggest that any white person is ignorant when it comes to systematic racism, white supremacy. They are the experts. And I have seen a pattern anytime a white person gets caught in any type of anti-black behavior. They always play the um, I'm ignorant card. They always play the I didn't know. And then the next thing they say is, you know, I need the. they bring up time wasting tactics. I need to read a book. I, I need to attend a class. I need to watch some movies. We need to do a study. We need to take a poll. We, we, we you know, there's, there's there's a lot of learning that needs to be done. Um, give me some time to work on to work on this and I'll come out better on the oven. That's a time wasting tactic. She knows she grew up in a sundown town. She joined this sorority that has these antebellum <laughs> slave parties to celebrate, you know, the old racist South. She knows. And if you do not know, if you are a white person and you do not know within the system of white supremacy, other white people will correct you. They'll let you know. If you show up to the antebellum party wearing the wrong outfit, they'll say, hey, nope, uh-uh, where's your... Where, where, where's your antebellum dress? Where's your Confederate flag? Where's, you know, <laughs> what's, what's, what's going on here? This is not what we do here. So her screaming ignorance and saying, I don't know, that's, I, I don't believe it at all. I was going to say, part of, she, when she put out, she's put out like, I believe two statements on social media. And I, one of them was like, you have the opportunity to make a positive difference to use your energy towards um, like change and to come together and realize what's right in a time like this. You had that opportunity prior to your ass getting caught, but you didn't want to take that opportunity. Her firm, former high school classmate coming forward and saying, hey, when I was in high school and I dated black guys, black men or black black boys, because she was in high school, not men, you used to bully me. That's not ignorance. That's a known concentrated effort to target someone because they're in a biracial relationship not ignorance now driving that point home she she <laughs> she was the winner she was with matt james um all this came out apparently while i suppose they were together matt james said on the on the final episode last night the, the after the final rose is what they call it that hey yes this disturbed me, this bothered me, and I ended up calling it quits with, quits with racial. We are no longer together. How do you feel about that decision? So, <laughs> Matt, I'm actually, I'm mad at him. I think he had an opportunity to say more. The host, I, I'm, I know I'm saying his name wrong. Emmanuel Ocho? I think Acho. that's how you say it. Ocho? 
I think the host was trying to pull a little bit more out of him. And at first I was thinking, well, Emmanuel Acho, you got this platform. You say something. You say some more, you know, because he has this whole conversations with the black man thing. Matt James had an opportunity to really lay it out there. And he stayed silent for the most part. They went to commercial break. He just stayed silent, looking like a little sad puppy over this. It's just so funny to me that you pick the white girl and you pick the racist white girl. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo, Matt James. Bravo. You, you, Bravo. you ended up with a white supremacist. There you go. Bravo. <laughs> right, a white supremacist. Not only did you pick a white girl, fine. You're half white, fine. Love who you love. The first black bachelor. The first black bachelor picked a white supremacist white girl. I'm sorry. It's it's funny. But anyway, my point in Matt James, he sat there. I guess they had him and her had some conversations. Now, what he did say, one of the things he said was she he realized she wouldn't understand him being a black man. Them the conversations y'all should have been having on them little dates when y'all propelling down buildings before y'all jumped out that airplane. Them the conversations you should have been having, which is unfortunate. I need y'all to think about that. The fact that a, if a black person dates outside of their race, that that has to be a whole sector of conversation to make sure it's a good fit. And really, in my opinion, shoot, now, really, you need to be questioning anybody, whether you a white person dating another white person, you need to be like, well, how do you feel about systematic racism? Are you an ally or are you part of the problem? Those are the conversations everybody needs to be having in their relationships. But he had an opportunity to really lay it out there and really go over why her shit was problematic, really go over how it is for him as a black man. And I don't feel like he really touched on that. He stayed silent. He was just sitting up there like he was so sad about it. He should have came in there swinging with facts. And he just sort of sat there. And I just thought that was stupid. And one thing we can't overlook, the host of the show, his name is, he's, he's a middle-aged white male. His name is Chris. I forget his last name. Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. He, he's actually the host of The Bachelor. Mm. He did not do the reunion show last night because when all of this evidence of the the anti-black racism of uh, Rachel hit the Internet, he actually came out and was defending her. And then, you know, the Internet tore his ass up and then he had to apologize. <laughs> and he said, and, you know, he was ignorant and he was sorry and he's got some more learning to do, you know, the whole the whole spiel. And then, you know, he said, you know, he he will not do the last show. And that's how Emmanuel Ocho ended up, who is a black male, ended up hosting the reunion show of The Bachelor. Now, when he ended up hosting the reunion show, I do feel like he pulled a, some verbal gymnastics when it came to Rachel, when he was talking to her about these posts and what they mean. Yep. The, the, the first, basically, the first thing he, he gave her a chance to explain herself, and then he basically just jumped to okay uh, you're, you were ignorant you didn't know and then he jumped to you got some learning to do some growing to do and when, when you know better you do better all right bring out matt he just <laughs> he basically he didn't really hold her accountable for anything he did he's just like hey you know what, what once you learn <laughs> you'll, you'll do better and i am of <laughs> strong belief that she's not ignorant and one of the things he also did was when he was saying you know oh let me 
I want to clarify about the fact being like racially insensitive versus being racist, blah, blah, blah. First of all, you you don't get to give that girl uh, a pass that she's just racially insensitive. OK, she had all this time to do the right thing and she did not So and there's no. Stop, stop trying to water it down that it's either racist or racially insensitive. Unlearn racism. It's all the same goddamn thing. I feel like the question that should have been asked is, okay, you went to this party that celebrates the South before the Civil, yes. Civil War. So what is it about the South before the Civil War that you guys were celebrating? Yes. What, Ask her those questions. What, 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 what made the South so great and grand? Just, yes. <laughs> you know what? Ask her those questions. Ask her why were you at the party? What did you guys do? Ask the real questions. I think I said to you. I said he need to get some lessons from Oprah, because Oprah would attack this girl's questions and would have been asking her the right questions. He did not fulfill his role as a interviewer in my opinion, but I'm still gonna put it heavy on Matt James. You had a whole ass platform. And you sat there like a little sad puppy instead of really going after why this shit is problematic. Even though everyone will admit that Rachel was in the wrong, it's almost like they tried to spin it as if, well, she's a victim in this, too. And I feel like that's ABC Network always portraying the white woman as the victim and not the perpetrator as helpless and and i don't know any better not just white women white people period or or non-whites who do stupid shit against blacks oh you know i just didn't know and you know oh you know i'm the victim of of not being able to have knowledge or whatever what y'all got more access and have always had access to more knowledge than anybody y'all wrote it y'all will rewrite it to where it's a lie and then try to put it out again. So BS on that. I don't have access to knowledge. I will say that when it comes to television, especially mainstream television, they always portray white people as smart and successful and powerful and always in charge until it (laughs) turns the issue of social injustice and systematic racism. Then they're ignorant and they're dumb and they're Mm. helpless and they're powerless. Mm. Every, every time. Good point. Um, All them Lifetime movies we watch, they so powerful. They got these nice houses and they're so smart. And then when it comes to something racist in general, you portray them a certain way. And then it comes to something racist. It's like, oh, you know, I'm just I have so much learning and growing to do. Is there anything else about this season, this historic season of of The Bachelor that, that you would like to cover? Yes. So two things. Um, And we had this conversation when we were watching it, which was one of the things that I don't like is I didn't like to see some of the chatter online where it's like, um, you know, and I've already said it in, in this, you know, during us talking is that we do have to remember that he is half black and half white. Right. And I'll see some of the chatter where it's just like, that he that he doesn't get that right like there's two sides of this one he probably told them what kind of girls he likes and that's totally fine and the second part of it is is that we wouldn't want we don't like it if a black man is like oh i hate dating black women or i don't like black women 
and it's like but you was raised by a black woman it would be the same sentiment if we were like why why is he dating white women he shouldn't like white women his mom is a white woman he was raised by a white woman like so it's kind of that same sentiment so I guess that's kind of where I'm kind of like all right hold up hold up let we shouldn't force them to choose I'm just speaking from me as a black woman it's from a um how do you say representation angle it's from a oh I saw a black girl oh yeah I want her to win it's it's a representation what I don't agree with is the sort of the 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 deep hate that he gets in terms of not understanding that he is half black and half white like I've I've said it already you know he is half black half white and there should be that understanding what I can't get down with if is that like sort of deep hate for that he should hate one side or the other uh you say half black half white i say he is a black male with a white mom um and the system of white supremacy i there there really is no such thing as as half one thing or half one thing either you are white or you're classified as non-white and you are treated as such in the system of white supremacy i'm I'm sure matt james knows like look I'm i'm a i'm a black man i'm a black man with you know with a white parent I will say this. You don't have to hate anybody. You, you everybody is free to love who they want to love and date who they want to date. Um, I've always said that I, I I don't have a problem with who people choose to date, who ch- people choose to marry, who people choose to fall in love with. That's your decision. I will say that it is a reflection on Matt James. The fact that he had so many women there. And I don't think when he was dating any of the white women that he sat down and had a real in-depth conversation mm. about race and what that means and how they feel not that's not even what that means but how they feel about and it and what's their perspective him. on it and that's how he ended up picking a woman with strong anti-black views which were per- portrayed in her anti-black actions so that's a reflection on him i don't understand how you could be in a biracial relationship and the conversation of race not even come up because well how do you know how this part how how your partner feels how do they think so that's on him i agree i agree again everybody no matter who you are needs to have the conversation of race and how they feel and if this happened, then that happened. Like, same time y'all talking about, what's your favorite color? Um, Hey, are you a racist? Like, have those conversations at the same time. And yeah, I don't feel like he was having those conversations. And moreover, I don't feel like the women were asking him. A true woman, a white woman who knows what it is and what's going on i mean by this time george floyd had happened brianna taylor had happened like you're not living under a damn rock and and just about all the women on this show were under the age of 30 right younger so they're even more plugged in to social media and and things like that so i would be also asking and 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 maybe it happened off camera but then abc why you ain't show that but Either way, why aren't you asking him how he really feels as a black man and telling him how you're feeling and 
he did himself a disservice and he ends up picking a white supremacist white woman. So I don't feel bad for him. Um, I have a question for you, though. Please. Now, one of the things I noticed is, you know, they would ask him. And I guess this is kind of sort of on the lines of, you know, why isn't ABC asking the women how they feel about racial issues and things like that? But, you know, they're talking to Matt James. He's talking about how he feels about, you know, being the first black bachelor. And he's talking about, I mean, I don't think he really gets deep into racial issues and things like that. But, you know, do you think that it would have been beneficial if they asked his mom how it was to raise a black child? Yes, I, I would love to hear her, her perspective because she she has she has two black boys. Matt James has a brother that that is fully grown. I mean, they look close close in age. So, I think that would have been an interesting conversation. How it was, uh, and they're from North Carolina, so not the deep South, but the South. How it was, you know, raising two black boys as a single white woman in, in North Carolina. What 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 type of treatment did you get? Uh, what type of discrimination did you face? What type of conversations did you have to have with other parents? I think that would have been very constructive, but I also think ABC did not want to go there. <laughs> That's facts. ABC was not trying to get that deep. In. Oh, but they didn't mind sitting down having his father on there. That's kind of why I asked, because it's like you'll have this therapy session that needed to happen, frankly, off camera in, in years prior. But ask his mom how it is to raise a black son. The black son is telling you how it feels. Two black sons is telling you how it feels. Ask the white woman how she feels. So I, I just I just feel like if you look at it, I feel like all of the pressure was put on the black men. Matt James and his dad. I mean, yeah, kind of his dad to have this national conversation on TV. You know, we're not putting the pressure and asking the questions to the people that look like this audience that need to be having those conversations. But then again, it takes me back to the fact that we shouldn't have to be teaching white folks. I'm tired of that. Like y'all got the, the same access, if not more to books that we do. I think it also would have been interesting amongst the contestants to, you know, ask the black female contestants how does it feel to be mm. competing for you know the love of, of a black man against all these white women that is a good question first of all any of the 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 black female well i mean i guess they were all females right but any of the black contestants from this last season if you happen to hear this podcast look you want to come on here we want to know how you felt give us some of that unprocessed knowledge Okay. Anything else you would like to cover? No, I think we covered it all. All right. Any any final thoughts for the people, Mrs. Unprocessed Knowledge? Any words of wisdom? <laughs> words of wisdom? Um, I, I'm going to leave it with Matt James. I'll say Matt James do better. Right now, eventually it's going to fade. You're not going to be The Bachelor. You know, your season is going to be left in the dust. They've picked two new bachelorettes and all that jazz. I would say you have a chance to redeem yourself, to use your platform, um, to do better than you did last night at the reunion and not sit there looking like a sad puppy. Um, I would say if it really mattered to you what she did, then you would really, really use your platform to sort of 
sort of change the narrative or I always hate to say change the narrative because it's just like that's the narrative that they want you know what I'm saying like it's sort of I don't know how how to say it but they as in I mean white supremacists want but um yeah you just have an opportunity so while the limelight is on you I think he was on good morning America today maybe we'll have to watch that and see what he said but maybe he didn't freeze like a sad puppy I mean, it's just going to bother me that he did not use that opportunity the way that he could have. He just looked destroyed. He's like, oh, no, not my white woman. <laughs> not her. <laughs> he just looked like he was completely destroyed. He probably feels embarrassed. You know, he probably I, I, I think we said that, right? Like he probably feels embarrassed as he should. You should feel embarrassed embarrassed like so that's probably how he feels he probably feels embarrassed let me stop people don't think i, I ain't right <laughs> this has been a very special episode of the unprocessed knowledge podcast before we go yes uh, last night they did reveal the next two bachelorettes one black female who made it to the final two but was not chosen and one of the white contestants from the show they will be the next two bachelorettes let's see you know if, if the black female ends up picking a proud boy or something but until next time tell us in the comments if we should do this again and what topics you would like us to cover uh, you can check me out on Instagram at Real Rissa's Kitchen that's real R-E-A-L Rissa's r-i-s-s-a-s <laughs> kitchen k-i-t-c-h-e-n is that how you spell kitchen yeah kitchen real at real Rissa's kitchen check out some of my food uh you know i post maybe recipes or just inspo and things like that i will make sure i add her in the comments when i post the flyer for this show you can follow me follow me follow me at unprocessed underscore knowledge on instagram Thanks for listening, everybody.